Hello everyone and welcome to Anime News and Reviews Podcast. This is your host, Speedy, and with me today, as always, are Colton and Blake. Doing well. Doing mighty fine. Uh, let's see. On the on the wonderful agenda today is to uh, fix mistakes and uh, redo this uh, Dragon Maid review. We tried it before. Uh, I don't. I, I. I don't know. Sometimes things just don't work out, and they don't like me. Things just don't want to work for me. I guess make my life harder. Uh, so we're doing it. Uh, so we're gonna once again uh, give our review of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Aid, probably still just season one, but um, hopefully you two can remember. It's been a minute. I'm sure we'll, uh, you'll, uh, an idea of, I think, like, the first two or three episodes. I'll try my best. It's middle. Maybe it'll come to you more when we talk about it. Easy. Yeah. Um, as for future episodes, of course we'll have our news episodes every other, in between the non-news episodes. Um, but I would like to say that our next uh, review next. after uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is Star Wars Visions which you can watch on Disney Plus um, I think it's 8 episodes 6 or 8 something like that I think it's 8 yeah so it's not that long and they're normal well 15 minute yeah, I think sure. yeah, sure. 10 to 15 depending on the episode I think um, pretty messed up yeah, and there's only eight of them, wow. That's like two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. I did hear it was season two. Oh, really? No, don't play with my wiener like that. I <laughs> swear, I, I heard there was going to be a season two. That Disney was looking for like that. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's supposedly hey, it's in the Are you freaking weeds that play Fortnite? Go get you Goku and Vegeta and have <laughs> a freaking Kamehameha battle with freaking Naruto and... Goku, dude. No, dude, they got the flying Nimbus and the Kamehameha and Goku and Beerus and Vegeta and Bulma all in Fortnite. Yeah, why is Bulma in it? Because fucking Bronx or are you for real, bro? Why Beerus and there's no Whis? Like, okay. No Gohan. He was in the most recent movie. It was about him. About you. Sure. Oh, yeah. Superhero, yep. Um, never watched it. I need to watch it. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, we're also going to do a, a Naruto arc rank episode. Um, basically we're going to uh, rank in just like a little chart how we feel about each arc in Naruto from the very beginning to introducing all the characters and Land of the Waves all the way through the war and all that stuff um, I don't know what the other two are going to do for criteria but for me um, it's mostly going to be how much I enjoyed it and how well it was laid out yeah I'll probably because for me it's basically going to be probably like 
three to five different like grading points, but I think mainly I'll try and bring it down to three, like pacing, uh, story, char characters. Probably do what you guys do. Uh, my me personally, I prob am probably going to mostly focus on like the manga. That way, I don't have to worry about pacing or filler or flashbacks to the freaking swing. Right. And which is half of part one. So, um, yeah, I'll just be following the story for me and my take on it. Um, but yeah, that'll be probably probably after Visions, I think. Maybe. Um, and then we're also going to uh, do a One Piece episode. One Piece! Because these two are finally really getting through it. Um, Blake is in the uh, post-time skip uh, in Punk, Punk Hazard, and Colton is about to enter Marineford, and then the time skip. So I think we're just, once they get through to the time skip, but for both of them, once Colton gets there, uh, we'll do a pre-time skip One Piece episode, sort of like engage their feelings and thoughts. It'll be fun. Maybe predictions, we'll see. In the springtime of our youth. Alright, guy. Alright, so that's the, uh... That, that's the plan for the future episodes. <laughs> uh, so let's get... Let's get started on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Do you guys remember how it starts out? Oh, uh, you know what? I believe I do. How does it start out, Blake? Doesn't she just, uh, like, open her front door randomly one day and all of a sudden, oh, hey, there's a freaking dragon? That is, that is, right that is exactly how it starts out. Kobayashi yeah. wakes up in her apartment, gets ready for work, like, walks heck? out the door, <laughs> there's a dragon, then suddenly the dragon transforms into Toru. Yep. And then she convinces her eventually to become her maid. After giving her a flight to work and hurting her back. Yep. Uh, so season one uh, really starts out with, of course, a lot of introductions. Second episode, you meet Kana, which is a little child dragon. Yep. It's like a, not necessarily a baby, but definitely like, a, if not a toddler, then just like a small I think still. Learning. I want to say she's like supposed to be like eight or something. I want to say she's in maybe seven in like second yeah. grade. Um, third grade. Sorry, I'm wrong. Third grade. Yeah, I was close. It, I mean, it was a interesting concept. Because uh, it's like okay, you got a basically a very young dragon, basically a child, a dragon child who has made their way <laughs> from the uh, realm that they came from as a, because I can't remember, isn't she a chaos dragon like uh, her, she's uh, yeah, her family is a part okay. of the chaos faction, she hasn't chosen one, she's too young but her family is part of the chaos, just like Toto. Yeah, so she does family-wise come from 
Chaos Dragon. Toto, Toto, ow. Toto has um, chosen to be in the Chaos faction. Right. Just like Elma is in the Harmony faction. Yep. Which yep. is another character we meet. Another dragon. Both of them uh, got there by following uh, Toto for the most part. Um, because they cannot open the uh, dimension portal, apparently. And they have Lukawa, who is the most interesting character concept of the whole thing, for me at least. Oh, really? That character of all characters is the most Just interesting to you? The size and scope and scale. Oh, the like size? The, story. The, the size of Lukawa? I, I see what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Can't imagine why she's most interesting to you, Blake. I say that part, I was like, oh dear god, here we go, I can see where this is coming, <laughs> human side of the story, a mile away, and then it got weird, because the person that they had her be basically attached to narratively in the story, I was like, oh my god, a child. Jesus, this is the most awkward fucking thing. Yeah, Luca uh, is a, the spectator faction. Two, I was like, also, that didn't make it anything. <laughs> What do you mean? Can imagine what character in season two would make you think that. But it's a it's a fun show. I I enjoyed it a lot. I randomly uh, stumbled across it one night years ago. And I was like, oh, what's this? Watched it. Really enjoyed it. I really like slice of life. Um, now. Type things. Ah, uh, yes, Fafnir. That was funny. Like, the first, like, three episodes, Order tries to, like, reach out to him from Kobayashi's uh, phone. I think it's, like, a landline. Yeah. At her home. And he, like, he's able to get the message and respond back, but he's just, like, leaving these, like, creepy, cryptic acts. Kill everyone. Die. Back, and I was like, what the hell? They got a chuckle out of me. I was like, this is actually pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Um, now, Blake, you, you've watched some slice of life type anime before. Colton, you're not really into that kind of stuff, so give your opinion on what it's your experience. Um, honestly, it was better than I expected to be. I know that sounds bad, but, like, I'm just, uh, like you said, this is a slice of life is not. You're you're a shonen boy. Yes, I am. Very true. But what I liked is like every day was kind of like something new. Like they got to like something different every day. So it wasn't like it was kind of like a different experience of like the shonen I tend to yeah. watch. You know what I'm saying? Where it's kind of got like arcs and like that. This is like has a straightforward storyline. Just 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 like a day in the life of type stuff, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, that's why I like Honestly, Slice of Life, personally. That's my first Slice of Life anyway. It, was, it wasn't bad at all. Um, it, was, it was filled with some good humor, some good content. Plus, like, you know, it still has, like, the cute little, I mean, cute aspect of it, I guess. But it was all right. It wasn't, well, I watch it on my free time, probably not, you know? Yeah. Uh, but... It was it was by no means a bad anime. It was, it was really it was really witty and I I, I enjoyed it. And I like I like the fact that it was just like I, like I said it was just different. Every episode was just yeah just a different day in the life of. So it was pretty cool. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I uh, 
I'm not gonna say I had a bad time because I had a good time watching it. So. And there are some like you know fight sequences every now and then in a couple of the episodes, and the animation in those fight sequences is like better than some shonen fights. It's Dude, crazy, amazing. It's wrong. <laughs> I know that uh, those final episodes, I was like, oh wow, they really they actually have kind of a d- decent budget here. All right. Yeah. They've been holding back this entire time, and then season two came around the block, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, they actually have a decent budget. Well, it's uh, KyoAni, so, you know, always, always great. KyoAni is Kyoto Animation, for those of you that don't know. Ah. Uh, KyoAni animates really, really well. I enjoy a lot of their series and their style. I don't have the same uh, personal issues with KyoAni like I do Toei. Oh, yeah, that, totally. that's a that's a whole other thing anyway yeah <laughs> uh, I fear there's going to be some sort of animation inconsistency and I'm just gonna have to grit my teeth what do you mean uh you know one piece stuff. oh one piece yeah one piece is a is a it's own arc of anima- animation right there it changes own tier of anime but it can kind of be categorized into three, three things, and unfortunately, the uh, second one is not as good as the first and third. And the second one is like eighty percent of the series, from like Annie's Lobby to I don't Cake. know, Dress Rosa probably. Uh, Whole Cake was pretty good with animation. Wano is amazing. Anyway, enough about One Piece. For now, because yeah. that that'll just be the episode if I talk about One Piece. Um, I had a question. Now, I, now I've been sidetracked with One Piece, and I forget <laughs> what my question was. Um, made in yes. Animation Studios, Kyoto, Toei. So, my favorite character is Toru. Uh, Blake, you is your favorite character Lukua? I think if you take the actual, like, the fantasy storylines of some of these characters, so sort of like the mystical elements, so like Lukua's mystical backstory, I think is more interesting to me than anyone else, but if I had to pick just kind of like a general favorite character, yeah, I'd probably have to be, uh, Tor. Yep, obviously. That's fair. She's a pretty good main character. Yes, she is. Yeah, well, I feel like she got a lot better, uh, at least for me in my eyes, uh, kind of like around the start of uh, Season 2. Yeah. Did you watch it dubbed or subbed? Colton, I know you watched it subbed. Both season 1 and 2 uh, dubbed. Okay. Uh, and I know Colton watched it subbed, because that's what he usually does. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've I've done both for both seasons. Um, what did you think of the dub, Blake? I really didn't have any problems with it. Um, yeah. I, I can't really compare how the like original Japanese uh, voice actors with the subtitles, how that version compares to the English and how that translates over into that one. Yeah. I've heard people say that some of the English voice acting is actually pretty on point for the most part for most of the 
characters. I think it was. I think I, I the English really cast did a very good job. Main. Which I, I think they usually do. I, yeah. Funimation has very good voice actors, very talented, and I, I usually don't have any issues. But... was very unique in that it stood out more, I think, compared to the others. But, really? Uh, just a smidge more, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, no, the freaking... I don't remember if it was this the first original season of the sh series, or if it was maybe in season two, but I know there was like at least one moment where Kobayashi is kind of just like patting or like petting, rubbing Tori's head, and all of a sudden her tail's like slamming against a wall like a dog's tail. But like yeah. on steroids, and I was like, oh my god. They're like, on the one hand, it's adorable, on the other hand, I'm cackling. Well, it is a comedy. I think yeah. I think um, Toru's probably the funniest character as well. Yeah. The co the comedy scenes with her are great. That is true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God. You have that a little bit of everything in this in this anime. Yeah. That's what I enjoyed. It had it kind of had a little bit of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's pretty good. Yeah, comedy, action, slice of life. The freaking, uh, oh my god, the, the bits where she would always try and, like, get her to eat her freaking tail. It's okay, she Jesus. took the poison out. Yeah. <laughs> and it always grows back. I was like, okay, what, what benefits are there to a human eating dragon meat? Um... What That's a good question. Does your cholesterol levels go up? Does it decrease your cholesterol levels dramatically? It's magic, so I'm pretty sure uh, it's Does probably it a good thing. Eat the inner gates. <laughs> I have to know. Well, too bad. She always said no. There you go. Especially one as loyal as Toru. I really like um, this anime though. It's probably one of my favorite uh, slice of life anime. Um, slice of life is my favorite genre, so I like a lot of them. But this is definitely in my top five personally. And it's it's always great when you just randomly come across an anime one day and decide to just watch it on an impulse, and it just becomes one of your favorites. I did the same thing with the uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. That was that was very random, and it's I, my second favorite that, anime. The one that took me off guard was the uh, My Dress Up Darling. Like, that's fair. That's also that, really good. I, that really caught me off guard, and I was like, you know what? Like everybody's really you know going all in on this show, and so I decided to watch the uh, English dubbed version, all twelve episodes. And I was like, oh my god, this, I, I'm hooked. I, I don't know what it is about this high school love story, but it, hey, that, I'm in. I'd say there's a little more fan service in that one than this one, though. Yeah, I mean, they, I feel like they try to use it as sparingly as they can, but also understanding their audience to at least a small point, like, yeah. all right. You know, this character, they're both technically, you know, they're 
in high school, and I would imagine they're not as conservative there as maybe some other countries or cultures. Being as realistic as they can be there, you know, expectation-wise with how things currently are. I mean, if the setting was in America, it'd probably actually be maybe worse, just because we do seem to focus on sex as a selling point for a lot of stuff still. It's like, yeah. Not really with cartoons, though. I mean, well, no, no, no. Cartoons, no. Now, animation, uh, depending on what that show is, yeah, maybe. Like I don't know. America's kind of stuff. I know, definitely, at least with, like, if not the animation side, then, like, a lot of our movies and our TV shows, comedies, things like that. I don't know. People complained. Sorry. Um, parents complained when uh, Deadpool was rated R and uh, said, fuck. <laughs> you know, Amer- America's a little, little, little bit of a prude. And, and a lot of so entertainment. We seem to go back and forth. On the one hand, in like our entertainment and everything, we're perfectly fine with showing it and letting that flag fly and be like, you know, sex all over the place, essentially. But then, then you'll have a lot of people that'll watch it and then complain about it. It's like, yeah, they don't want to admit it. That they'll allow it to be shown, and it's like, make up your mind. <laughs> yeah. Is what it is, though. Japan's uh, quite quite a bit different. It's a very conservative country, but... Yeah, that was my understanding originally, was they tend to be pretty fairly conservative and kind of yeah. keep things close to the chest, if you will. But then you've seen anime, anime. Yeah. and you wouldn't assume that. <laughs> it's wild. It's, it's an odd... Bit of stuff, what it, have you? It's a it's a wild it's a wild ride. I mean, hey, bullet trains. I always thought that was a neat concept. It is. If only transportation goes. America had one. Yeah. Uh, it's be so cool. Anyway. <laughs> uh, high speed rail like system. That. Can't even imagine. We hey, America has good food. Uh, well. I won't. I won't allow anyone to diss on American food. American Granted, food is not McDonald's. Our best food mainly comes from like you know food vendors and stalls and food trucks, like the kind of out of the way. You wouldn't really notice it unless you like took a walk down the street or something. If the cook in the back doesn't hate his life and is not smoking a cigarette, is it really good food? Ow. <laughs> I mean, you have a point. <laughs> You're right. I'm not happy. Always the best. Me, but... <laughs> uh... Yeah. Anyway, um, this could be actually Dragon Maid. We keep getting off topic a little bit, but that's okay. It's been a minute since we did an episode. Any any uh, comments that you guys uh, wanted to share about the anime? Wasn't there... A convention in the first season or is that in season two uh it was yeah it was a comic out both it's, i think it's in both yeah okay yeah so uh, yeah, comic and they do the convention i thought that was kind of a fun little exploration of their characters uh i really yeah. liked kind of the the friendship between uh oh my god uh kobayashi and uh her co 
to from work that she would spend time with occasionally, just like outside of work to like grab a beer or something. Um, Do you remember his their name? Their friendship actually seemed very, fairly platonic and just kind of normal and straightforward without any, you know, strings or whatever. It wasn't yeah. complicated at all. It was nice to kind of see that. Little just get drunk and talk about uh, maids. Um, I, I did find it a bit annoying at times when Toru would like get all like overly defensive like the second he starts talking to her or something or anything about Kobayashi it's like sweet Jesus woman you're a freaking dragon you have nothing to be insecure about holy freaking hell well to be fair uh, Kobayashi did not uh, reciprocate the emotions and feelings to, to, uh, to Toru no, yeah, that, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is kind of important. Yeah, it, it's... Got a key! Season one and... I'm pretty sure season two. I don't I don't think Kobayashi ever uh, reciprocates those feelings. Still the love. Well, although it is technically of the romance you know genre. You with the guitar that one time said, um, I love you, bitch. I'm <laughs> never gonna stop loving you. Ah, oh, Vine. I miss Vine, dude. Yeah. yeah, she's very uh, protective. And obsessive. She does. She just wants Kobayashi all to herself. Yeah. Well, because the thing that originally I believe I mentioned before that concerned me with Kobayashi's character was definitely kind of uh, over-drinking as someone who kind of understands that oh yeah and talk from the flow up a little too much and you know trying to be well being if not completely sober then just much better about it now and just kind of seeing her character going through all that uh yeah that's fair you get that in big jobs it's kind of more off reminder and just I don't know seeing her character constantly being if not completely drunk, then at least just really hammered a lot after her days of hard work from her job. I mean, I will say it's very common in Japanese work life to go out on like a usually a Friday after work with your yeah. coworkers and drink. That's very common. Or like social drinking, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, it's like, but then but she like gets drunk like every time, that, <laughs> like every single time, just getting like that hammered, absolutely wasted night after night or, or every other night it's like oh jesus who needs a liver there's no way that's healthy so she's either got some serious like deep pent-up issues that she hasn't dealt with or she just really hates her job and is too proud to say it i like, mean I, I if know. i worked for a black company in japan i'd probably drink my sorrows away too black companies suck they are the worst they will make you work 14 days in a row sleeping in the office. Ridiculous. Anyway. Labor laws, yay. Yeah, well, yeah. Freaking, this hustle culture is an issue. <laughs> that kind of needs to be dealt with. Hours a day, seven days a week. That's that, that ain't a flex, my guy. That sounds That, that makes me sad for you. I, I mean, I'm real. I believe technically the term was, uh, what was it, work is for suckers or chumps? In a way. 
That's fair. It's like, my brother's always like, oh, I work this many hours a week, bro. That sucks. Yeah, and you never see your family and are never involved. Uh, yeah, hard pass. I'm good. We'd work 10 hour days, 7 days a week. And, uh, I mean, I had all the money I could want, but the time I had to spend with like, my dogs and my grandma and my mom. All the money you get just to never be able to spend it, except on like, bills. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Spend it on the line, I guess. Well, but, like, at least you don't do that now. Oh yeah, I have a very good job. Yeah, I've always thought it was important to enjoy your job, and unfortunately, um, Kobayashi is a good representation of a lot of the Japanese workforce. Then you got Elmo over there, who does everything easily, and has no worries other than just wanting to eat. Yep. I do like how each character has like its own thing, you know? Like, Elma is all about food and eating. Yeah. And then you got Fafnir, who the longer he complete eats, otaku. She's co-worker. Takia is his name, by the way, Blake. Place. Yeah, Papa, uh, Papa Kuth. Takia. 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 Okay. Faf Fafkun is uh, the dragon. Yeah, he he's yep. become a completely secluded otaku with Takia. Yeah, no, the fact that they were willing to show that and be like, yeah, no, these two are, like, some, like, hardcore, you know, geek culture, but, like, the Japanese version, possibly, of that. Yeah. Or maybe, like, or maybe, like, what the Japanese think of, like, Americans who really enjoy, like, a lot of parts of Japanese culture, like Japanese animation and Japanese video <laughs> games or MMO, RPGs, what have you, manga. That's fair. Those of us who consume those parts of their culture... Those called dodging. Yeah, a lot of uh, Japanese people our age can fall out of like anime and stuff. Like they'll get into it growing up and stuff, but a lot of them will fall out of it. They might watch some stuff here and there, but that's kind of sad. I mean, but it's kind of the same yeah. here. I mean, you grow I mean, up watching cartoons, well. but then you grow older and you don't really watch as much. You know. I watched my first non-animated TV show the other day. What was it? Live action. Prey. Oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. Movie Prey. I watched the live action movie. Uh, really? I see. hope it was good. I really hope yeah. it was me down. But no. I, I just was very impressed. I was exclusive with releasing on Hulu. But, I mean, all I did was watch cartoons. So. Yeah, I strictly... 99% of what I consume is anime and manga. Well, because I know for me, growing up, it was definitely like a lot of the classic American cartoons, like uh, Tom and Jerry, like the old school Tom and Jerry, not the newer stuff. Uh, yeah, old school Tom and Jerry, like old school Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah. Like the 70s. Yeah, I watched a lot of that too. Scooby-Doo, Lamp Four Time, all that Disney stuff. The Pooh, and then like later on the Cartoon Network stuff when I got old as a kid. But about anime is like it's like that, but in like Japan, it's like probably just a lot of manga and anime type. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Because, like, I wasn't really submerged in anime until, like... Because when I was, like... I don't know, because kids have, like, smartphones and stuff nowadays, so it sucks to me. And we have streaming services now. Yeah, dude, like, I was... Just, like, I, we didn't have Crunchyroll when I was little. I had to like, wait every Saturday we, for Toonami. <laughs> yeah, like, what were we going to do? Freaking stream uh, DBZ on our dial-up internet? Like... <laughs> uh, I know, for us it was uh, the uh, awesome late night marathons uh, on Adult Swim. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like, hey, that is Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, and Bleach are going to be on tonight. Oh, fuck yeah. Bet we're not going to sleep. No, dudes all day. <laughs> Got him at 3 a.m. Oh, man, I miss yeah. it. It was always only, it was like Saturday nights and then no, no anime ever again. Just Saturdays. So either Saturday nights or sometimes it would flip flop. So or sometimes I guess four kids were in, it was in the mornings. Two days in a row, so it would be like Saturday and then Sunday, or it would just be a Saturday. Four kids know, would do but, the mornings. But but... They would split it between the two, and so then you had to pick which day mattered more to you based on what it was you were to watch, either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Just, uh, two days of tsunami. Because my parents were divorced, and my dad never had cable or anything. So, like, some some weekends we had it, some weekends we just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and keep in mind, this is back when TVs were still squares, like a box. <laughs> yeah. Like, plasmas were still just, like, a concept, and they had these big, bulky, ugly things. Pla plasmas were just, like, the rich people TV. Yeah, God. It was uh, basically just a TV had kind of went. That was the name of the game. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Anime has stuck with me, probably because I have been watching it since I was so young. Mm -hmm. I never really left. Like there were there were there was a period where it just it wasn't as up there as other things, but it never left, and I always went back to it. And then I just dove in one day. Because I'm. Because I know for me, it was, yeah, it was definitely kind of during that transition phase when I was watching Cartoon Network a lot as a kid growing up, after all the other stuff I mentioned before. New Naruto episode. Kind of my stepping stone, yeah. And so it, it went from there to, like, Toonami, and so I started getting exposed to shows like uh, Megas XLR and uh, IGPX and, like, other stuff like Codename Kids Next Door and Code Lyoko and Ben 10 and then eventually made my way to yeah like the Toonami stuff and it's like oh hey this show Naruto that's debuting on Toonami watch episode one now and literally like it was like maybe I think like a one or even like maybe two episode premiere and I was like oh wow I'm freaking hooked and you don't always know you know like this is a show from Japan it's One Piece and I was like oh One Piece what's that this one's about pirates wow got ninjas pirates aliens and, and later Bleach and I was like what Grim Reapers this is neat I think and then I came to found out by the time I had jumped into Bleach it was like oh buddy turns out you're you missed that like whole first beginning tutorial arc for the series but guess what it doesn't even matter because most of that stuff they don't even reference throughout the rest of the war yeah just just start at the uh, just, just start at the when he invades Hillside yeah freaking you're set I'm like alright thank god everything else before that doesn't really matter that much it's fine 
Yep. Just watch that through the Aronkar arc and you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> the whole yeah, two the arcs. Arc. Oh, yeah. Two sagas. And then and then and then Thousand Year. Yeah. Skip everything in between Aronkar and a Thousand Year. Yeah. Oh god. Oh no, I heard a rumor that apparently Disney had managed to acquire like the rights to Bleach, supposedly, to like stream it as a series, as an anime. And so now if people want to watch the Thousand Year Blood War arc in, like, English dub, they'll have to have a Disney Plus subscription to do so. I don't know if that's just, if that's yeah, for I heard about that. board, or if it's going to be for, like, international people. I don't know. Peoples. It's really weird. But no, I was like, that well, might not be true. Like, this it's not that weird, thing. because when, like, Naruto Shippuden started with the English dub, it premiered on Disney XD. Well, okay, that was really weird. And I that was the only way to watch it in the English dub. Yeah, that's... So, I guess weird. it's not that... That strange, I guess. It, it's a little strange. It's like, it's like, why the hell are, is Disney these freaking greedy little capitalist shits? Why are they waiting until now to say, you know what, let's put our hand in this other potential monopoly and start just grabbing all these animation series that people have grown to love and just milk that while we're while we're at it. It's like sweet Jesus. Well at least we have Crunchyroll. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like they really just need to keep some of their hands to themselves and just let some people have other things. It's like Crunchyroll, it's like sweet Jesus. Funimation is owned by Sunny and then Sony also bought Crunch Crunchyroll last year, I think. And then, uh, honest, Crunchyroll is... What? It was a smart financial move. It was say. very smart. And then Crunchyroll is absorbing Funimation. Crunchyroll is like, you know, the big hub of anime streaming, so yeah. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you want to watch anime, you use Crunchyroll. 1,000, it's got everything. Yeah, it's... So if you don't have any streaming service, but you have Fortnite, you can totally watch the... Uh, Dragon Ball Super episodes. What? That's so wild. What even is Fortnite? Gonna get Fortnite on my Roku now. But yeah, for real, if you don't, if you don't have anything to watch it, like I said, Dragon Ball Super on. I mean, I do. I have both Funimation and Crunchyroll, but Fortnite's free. Yeah, but I've already paid for this. <laughs> no, I know, not you. I know you sort Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. That's true. That's true. And that's a good alternative if they feel like watching it. The bunch of dudes just doing the gritty on you. Well, we've trailed off quite a bit from uh, the uh, focus of this episode. <laughs> With her dad. So we had like the, the convention bit, and then it's like that last middle-ish towards building up to like the last couple episodes. That's a, a blur to me, to a point. And then, yeah, there's the moment where they finally meet her dad, and then all the emperor around, of demise. Yeah, during this, we also find out about uh, 
essentially how Kobayashi met Tor in the first place, and how her having a dragon made in her life actually came to be, and how she ended up having a dragon staying and living with her. And how basically one night while Kobayashi was basically, if not completely drunk, then at least extremely freaking hammered. Oh, she was very, very drunk that night. Yeah, and she managed to stumble into the woods alone and drunk, not exactly a... Yeah, and I think the... I think she was drinking sake, and it was called, like, Dragon yeah, Slayer or something. And she, uh... Like, remember correctly, it was something like that. like, this actual dragon who just came from, like, her own mystical realm to this realm where there are humans, but there's not, like, any magical creatures or anything else like that, like knights or mages or what have you, anything even remotely related to magic or mysticism here on Earth. And so now she's been teleported away from one world to another, and it's like, oh, hey, this human who should be scared to death of me or should be running for the hills, but isn't. What the heck? And she She's, like, very suspicious of her, I'd say. Not completely hostile, but, like, ready to get hostile at a moment's notice. Very tense. Putting her guard up. Yeah, as it turns out, she had been, like, pseudo-impaled in a way. Yeah. By, like, a sword that allegedly, this giant sword that was apparently this weapon that belonged to, I think it was, like, what, a god? Or maybe, like, a demigod? Yeah, it was a god, yeah. Because there's this whole war going on on her world that she originally came from between all these different factions of dragons and the gods but then you have what was it like the uh isn't there like a faction of dragons that like are trying to bridge the gap between the humans the dragons and the gods or the harmony faction the harmony yeah 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 there's the chaos faction which are the ones that I don't want to say cause the violence, but they're the ones that don't want to. It's only retaliatory. Yeah. And extremely hostile toward the uh, gods. And then there's the harmony faction, which tries to keep peace, and then there's the spectator faction, which does nothing. Just kind of. Yeah. They, they just exist. That's what Luca is. She's a spectator. Yeah, they're like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> And there are noises in the back. Kobashi's dad was just very. Oh. Meow. Do what? My cat's going crazy in the background. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. Mine was doing that a few minutes ago. Yeah, Kobashi's dad, I remember him being very. Uh, intimidating no he didn't look that intimidating I always thought Todu was more intimidating which I guess she kind of proved it in that last episode well I was curious to see like how she would uh, react towards those like last two episodes what would happen is she just gonna be like oh no my parents here well time for me to go and then just like goes on back home or if she actually decides to do the other MA protagonist thing and decides to stay and fight and how that would go down well you got to see and, it didn't you and 
And that, yeah, no, she like, all right, stood her ground against her father. The show went from like a simple, humble five to like freaking ten real quick. Yeah. Now, it, it was frustrating, but fascinating at the same time because I was like, okay, the show tries so hard to balance between being this like slice of life comedy to all of a sudden like an actual fantasy element like dramedy almost or just a drama in general yeah and so it, it almost feels like it's trying to like skirt that line between being slice of life and possibly like pseudo shonen or if not shonen then whatever another name would be for like a anime series that's focused on like a hardcore fantasy element like knights and dragons or what have you yeah, I was, like, if you go to, like, the world of the dragons, it is, a, like, a fantasy world, you know, they have magic and stuff, yeah. obviously, but, yeah, go, going into Dragon Maid, I didn't know what the setting really was going to be, um, I didn't know how much, like, was going to be known to the world, apparently it's, like, none. But it just takes place in modern day Tokyo, really. And so it's, it's yeah, it's weird because it's like, okay, we get like these glimpses, these like little itty bitty like bits and pieces, even like flashbacks or memories or something from some of the characters of like what their dragon forms used to look like if we never get to see it, yeah. uh, how they used to be on their own worlds, their own plane of existence. And it's like, the concept here is fantastic. It's like, there's so much unexplored story potential here for the fantasy side of things if they were willing to integrate that more into the main story. And that's, I think, where maybe the fault kind of lies in the main story is it's so focused on being just a slice of life comedy slash possible pseudo-romance for anyone who's maybe seen season two. Uh, or read the manga. The manga is further than uh, season two. Longest further than season two? Yeah, quite a bit. Okay. Oh man, well actually now I might have to read. Quite a lot of it. Because I... I could figure I out what chapter of... season two ends at and then you could just start from there. Or you can just start from chapter one, it's up to you. Yeah, probably right where season two ends. Alright, I could figure that out for you. Later. Heck yeah. And let you know. Because I, I, I do read the book, I'm up to date with it. Wait. Look at you. Listen, if I watch an anime randomly and I know the manga continues, I 100% of the time will read the manga if I enjoy the anime. Every time. I'm going to read you, daddy. What? <laughs> yeah, no matter, no matter the series, if I enjoyed the anime randomly, then I'm going to find the manga and I'm going to read it all the way up to date. Like, that's what I did with Spy Family recently. I watched uh, Spy Family and I was like, this is awesome, and then I read the manga. Nice. Nice. Usually, I, I find manga first, but because I read manga more than I watch anime. But yeah, after I, after I finished uh, season one, actually the first time, I was like, okay, now I have to read it. So I, read I don't it. even know how to read, dude. <laughs> what are words? What, what is a is, sentence? What is literature? What is a letter? I'm hooked on phonics. No, buddy, that's crack. Uh, phonics is actually the uh, study of the sounds of the letters and words. 
Whatever, dude. Smartass. <laughs> but I guess it's better than being a dumbass. <laughs> Bada boom, see what I did there? Nice. Oh man, my heart. Sorry, I just, uh, spoiler alert here, major spoiler alert for any Magic the Gathering fans who care about the current story that's going on, on Dominaria. Uh, apparently, the skyship weatherlight got Phyrexianized. Whatever that means. <laughs> what the hell? Phyrexianized, yeah, because that's a word. Uh, it, it, yeah, well, okay, so basically it was somehow, like, complicated, which is the technical term for the process that they use to alter people's and other beings' physical states and attributes. Basically, it's like really spooky, evil transformers that are, like, bloodthirsty. Like Decepticons. That's, that's like the best way I can think of to put it, except that they don't actually like just go from like vehicles that turn to robots. It's just like, no, it's just evil magic robots. Okay. It's like the best okay. way I can think of to put it. But yeah, no, they, they ruined my favorite ship, uh, and I'm pissed. Well, alright. Okay. Um, so I was looking up the uh, chapters for you Blake and then um yeah. people were saying some stuff and I was like oh yeah that's true yeah you should you should start from chapter 1 cuz it's out of order and some th and some things in the anime are different from the manga I, like like the whole thing with her father is actually different in the manga Don't tell me that the anime actually have the audacity to tell us the story in order uh, no, or as close to in order as possible. It, it did not. It, uh, I mean, for the most part, but it does flip around some stuff. Yeah. In the manga, or in the anime, I mean. Um, I mean, it's fine. You can watch the anime and be fine. Yeah. But I, I recommend if you're going to read the manga to start at chapter one. That way, right. uh, everything's in the proper order, and you understand the context of other things. Like, they did change a few things. I'm not going to explain how, but like... The whole yeah. deal with her father at the end of season one is a little different in the manga. And that's worth to reread. Uh, I'm going to assume in the manga they build up to it maybe more. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like it feels more developed in the pacing. Feels the, the anime was kind of random. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you, you kind of understand something's going to happen in the manga a little bit better. Okay. And the, and the manga kind of has like an overall plot that it's running through with slice of life through most of it whereas the anime really does feel just like random slice of life episodes right okay that's what i kind of thought okay so yeah i would i would start with chapter one Sweet. um any any uh final comments on miss kobayashi's dragon maid well Season two was fantastic uh, compared to season one. That's just me. Maybe. I, I think it was better too. Okay. All right. I'm I think the story as it as the story progresses, I think it gets better. Yeah, the the story got better. Uh, I feel like somehow the animation got better. I don't know by how much. 
but it just it seemed like there was a slightly noticeable change in the animation enough to where I could be wrong. Better. Um, so if I am, I'm sorry, but I think the season two of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Me may have been the first or one of the first anime that Kiyoani did after they recovered from that attack a few years ago. So that would, yeah. I th I mean, they, they definitely kick ass. Uh, meant as a compliment. Yeah. Um, again, I could be wrong, but I think I remember that. Um, let's see if I can search it real quick. Maybe. Maybe not. But you, Poppy. Hey, K Rico. Do what? Sodas, nay. Uh, any other comments? Sodas, nay. Uh, I liked kind of towards the end there how you kind of teased the romance like it felt to me. It didn't feel just like it was. Well, so for me, it felt like decent representation. Of uh, like a love story between these two characters who you know they just happen to be women or what have you people who identify as female what yeah I'm pretty sure that's that's close as I can get to not getting us canceled uh, yeah basically a love story like that that's being told in a way that someone like me who identifies as being straight or hetero or someone who would be referred to probably as a normie by society standards today depending on who you ask uh, uh, is able to like interact with it see it and understand it and appreciate it and the way that they were able to tell it because like it, the way they told this kind of pseudo love story in season 2 I thought was like much better than in season 1 and just the idea of those two getting together it was really nice. I was like, you know what, honestly, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it like actually be like officially confirmed. Like by the end of it, they had me rooting for both of them. So, if, if they're able to kind of like tell like a love story like that, only that someone like me can get behind it and be like, you know what, this doesn't feel like woke at all. It doesn't feel pressured. It doesn't feel forced. It feels natural. It makes sense. It's like this is how a normal relationship, yeah, any anyone regardless of whatever, would feel like, you know. Yeah, some Japanese, like romance series, manga, anime are a little uh, too fictional. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. Some of the, a lot of them are still enjoyable. I like the wholesome ones personally. I'm not a big fan of drama, but. No, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, the, the better it is, the more cliched happy ending, I mean, the better probably yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like, obviously, that's not how it works in real life, but it's, you know, nice to think, you know, wishful thinking, dreaming. Uh, so I did look it up. Um, so Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid was the first anime season, like, series that Kyoani did after their attack, but they did do a movie, oh, yeah. a Violet Evergard movie before that which was technically the first so the violet evergarden movie was the first thing they did after they recovered and then miss kobayashi dragon maid season two was the first like anime series they 
did. That they kind of returned back to. Nice. Yeah. Which oh, is awesome because it everyone was wanting it. it. It was awesome. Yeah. By the end of it, it definitely kind of had me almost wanting like a season three to just kind of hurry up and or yeah. an announcement of it being in the works. And when I found out like how old season two actually was, because I think it said it was like what 2018, 2019, give or take, release wise, I think. Maybe no. 2016. Season two. Yeah, well, season two. Season two came out in 2021. Oh, Jesus! Wow. Okay. Maybe season one. I think season one came out in 2016 or something. Seventeen. Okay. Season one came out when I was like, wow, and then season two. Oh man. Yeah, season. They were going. They were going to do season two, but then the arson attack happened, so they took a couple years to recover from that. And it was a sad time because they make great anime, but they recovered and now they're still making anime. Yeah, they definitely are doing a good job of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed um, this. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, I don't know. For me, it kind of felt like it was like a slightly less chaotic. More, I don't really know how else to phrase it really. Uh, I don't know, to me it felt kind of like slime, uh, reincarnated as a slime, but like a light version of that, kind of. It's more of a relaxing without watch. Need, yeah, without so much of a large group of supporting characters. and There are a lot. Kind of mainly focused on one setting instead of, well, one setting that takes place kind of in a more you know, real world instead of a fantasy one. Yeah. Primarily. And just, yeah. While borrowing elements of that kind of, that fantasy bit. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Colton? Uh, it was a very, very swell anime. For <laughs> being something I didn't think I was going to enjoy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. Don't worry, I'll, um, do some more romance and slice of life type, uh, anime for my recommendations <laughs> yeah I'll try not to bore you it's okay <laughs> is Citrus gonna come up at all at some point is what? Citrus um probably not yeah for reasons they are stepsisters after all uh, <laughs> oh, I get it it's not everyone's cup of tea right there and that's that right there is still weird they need help getting their hand out of there (laughs) I get it okay so they know how plot works here yes (laughs) (laughs) alright um so the the next the next uh series we're doing is Star Wars Visions um, it isn't how do, how do you describe it it's a Star Wars series in which like various popular directors of certain episodes of anime or maybe like manga and anime creators have kind of like collaborated yeah like doing like a one off episode 
episode each. It's basically a Jap Japanese anime tribute to Star Wars. Yeah. In, in my head. So we're going to be doing that. <laughs> I've seen only, I believe, one episode in that series so far, and it's the one that I've heard is like the most just batshit crazy in terms of like size and scale and power scaling and just concept. Can't wait to watch it. And supposedly just like you thought the original Star Wars movies didn't really follow physics that well. I mean apparently these are it's it's even worse and I was like, oh sweet Jesus. Well, you know, anime logic. Alright, um so yeah, uh, I think that was Colton's recommendation too. It was. So Blake will be after that. So when we do review Star Wars Visions, Blake have another anime ready. Yep. Um next next time we will be doing a news episode. Um, once again. So, and like I said, we'll do a Naruto arc rank, and we'll also do a One Piece pre-time skip episode. And it'll be fun. Um, we'll try not to do too many spoilers for that one. Um, and you can find us Twitter, uh, Anime News and Reviews, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you want to listen, really. Um, an anime news and reviews. All, 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 exactly. Yep, we try to. Ignore the dog in the background. My goodness. Um, Is it uh, Jonah? Juno, yes. Juno, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why she's barking. Juno. She probably wants outside. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Stay